from the Morongo Casino Studios, it's the Heidi and Frank Show on 95.5, KLOS, and KLOS HD1. Los Angeles. Heidi and Frank Show. You like laughing and you like animals? Well, the Hollywood Improv tonight has a show. Benefiting the nonprofit organization Women United for Animal Welfare. And uh, Gary Cannon and Rich Chastler are here to talk about it. Let's get them in here. Yeah. We met Gary years ago. Years ago. When we did our, uh, how you doing? Good to see you. I'm a there. Now just two seats where the lights are. Beautiful. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Heidi. Hi. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. By the way, my dog is named Luna. Really? See, there you go. Yep. There it is. Right Right there. there. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Very popular name now with children and dogs. When I used to live in San Francisco years ago, when I started comedy years and years ago, I remember wanting to get into radio, but obviously couldn't get on air. So I I took a job or tried to get a job at uh, one of the big radios, KNBR, Mm -hmm. up in San Francisco. And I went in to get an ad sales job selling ads for the radio station. And I walk in and I said, I am just a big fan of this show. I'm just laying it on. Really want to work for you guys. And I think the guy knew I was lying because he's like, oh, that's great. He's like, who's our morning show? Who's our, our morning show team? And I was like, yeah. And I just got up and left. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the end of uh, my days at KNBR. That's no, that's that's, I, I don't know. I, I actually have spent a lot of time here. Uh, I used to produce Frasier's radio show. Oh, really? For many, oh. many years. I oh, was wow. on. I was on the show with Frasier, and I produced it from Kayla Sex. My and God, how old are you? KLS. About 140. <laughs> I mean, because Frasier <laughs> was you. on before Mark and Brian. Yeah. At KLOS. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, then Mark and Brian took over. Then Frasier came back and did some stuff. Well, he was at KLSX. Kayla Sex. Kayla Sex. When we were, we were at KLSX for eight years, I produced his show. Wow. Yeah. Oh. And then, yeah, because Frank and I were there from 2000 to 2009. Yeah, nice He's one of those guys that works every single club in L.A. Right, mm-hmm. like, everyone. Like, like you're like he's at the Laugh Factory at eight, then he's at uh, he's doing every single club in town. And he gave me a trick one time. He said, if you never want, if you if you're hosting the Improv or a club and you don't want to close the show, you don't wait until you know Orny Adams goes 85 minutes right. yelling at the crowd. He said <laughs> yeah. basically, basically <laughs> tell them that you have another spot somewhere at another club. And I was like, sure. And I went up to the sound guy at. The improv, and I said, hey, I "Have another show." And he's like, "Where?" I was like, "Oh no, where?" What do you <laughs> they, they obviously knew I didn't work any other club, and they're like, "Where?" I was like, "God, Laugh Factory." And they're like, "What time?" And I was like, "Just let me go." And then they, they, they saw me sitting at the bar at the end of the show. They're like, "You clearly didn't have another show. You just wanted to leave." Gary just can't lie. We've learned he's not great Who's at the improv? morning show. We're he's not great at anything, <laughs> Heidi. <laughs> Who's the morning show? Are you kidding? Me? Where is your next gig? I don't know. I'm out of here. We really <laughs> wrecked by himself. By the way, by the way, I know. I Steve Byrne was on your show a little while ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was promoting his recent special, The Last Late Night, which mm-hmm. I did warm up for. I did audience warm up for it back in Nashville when he filmed it. But Steve and I have this crazy relationship. Steve and I will go at it and make fun of each other for a long time. And then I know when Steve's had enough because he'll just stop responding to my texts. <laughs> and then inevitably I'll get an email with no subject line and he'll be telling me what I did wrong and it's time to just take a little break from each other. So our, our joke back and forth. 
our joke back and forth is me getting a no subject email from Steve. And just, this is what you did wrong. This is what you, this, we need a break. God. You went too far. Yeah, I went too far. I always, because I just, you know, when we were on the road with that Sullivan and Son tour, I just would make fun of them so much about, you know, we would go into these radio stations and I'd say, let's give away some tickets. And then they would say, what do, how much does the venue hold? And they'd be like, 150. And I was like, let's give away uh, 140. Yeah, tickets. 140. <laughs> yeah, let's give away 75 two packs. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't sell tickets for that show. It's unbelievable. So, I love that show, though. It was such a good show. It was, oh, which, so which, good. which episode were you guys on? Which episode was it? Uh, we were the one with uh, the radio Billy DJs. Gardell. I love Billy. Well, he, he, yeah, he was. I know. It was. Um, we were, oh my we God. were well, we were a couple, right? We and, were a couple, and we were sitting in the bar, and they asked us a question where we had to, uh, I guess. Yeah, I can't even remember what game the damn type thing. I can't remember. Well, you guys had speaking roles. Yes, we yeah. did. I will tell you, Steve uh, did a lot of uh, guest star roles for for people in media that he knew over the years, right? So he would have people come out. He had this guy Mike Calta from from Tampa, mm-hmm. and yeah. and you guys had speaking roles. But Mike was way in the corner on a payphone, looking like an Amber Alert, just so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and he got in trouble. Vince Vaughn, who was one of the producers, scolded him because as he's on the phone in a scene, he's like you know texting and like doing Instagram Live, and he just literally got scolded from Vince because he was just being a total creep. Oh, we were total corner. pros. We were we were like, do not screw this up. Yeah. We're going to, this is the first of many in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you see how that went. Did you and every TV, Taft, though. You, did. And, you and every Taft-Hartley actor that ever lived on the same exact <laughs> Look All around. I know is the episode involved, there was this kid uh, who was like a sign spinner. He was a really amazing sign spinner, I okay. guess. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was in that, like, he was in the scene where everyone was gathering around watching him spin a sign for... Maybe for that's why the show was Sullivan canceled. and Son. <laughs> yeah, right. Or the, the competing bar across the street or something. Oh, that's right. Billy Gardell was the owner right. of the, the competing bar. bar. Right, right, right. Which was, yeah. which was essentially Sullivan and Son, but they taped it earlier in the week, and it looked like his bar, right? That's what they did. It was this crazy <laughs> kind of thing. Yes. Oh, they yeah. didn't even build a second they set. They didn't even build a reason that the, the show was canceled. There's plenty of reasons. There's many reasons. was canceled, yeah. It yeah. was either between him or the uh, flating, uh, inflatable, flatable, flailing arm guy. <laughs> that guy makes more money than most stand-ups now, just so you know that. The inflatable guy? Oh, yeah, that inflatable guy. Comedy has gotten so low in money I know that the inflatable has. guy is actually making more dough. I know. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but we met there. Yeah. Yes. That's, right, that's right. where we met. And then that was, which is crazy, that was my very first sitcom that I ever did warm-up on, so I owe Steve a lot because... Ahmed, Ahmed. Ahmed, Ahmed. Right. Owen, yeah. Uh, two guys that no longer do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. i got to give it to Ahmed. Ahmed's a very hard-working guy. But Owen, but Owen, Owen lives, is just I think he moved to Idaho. He, he did. lives in the mountains now. He did, and he's slicing his own throat. It, it's, yeah. it's so weird. Yeah, Owen doesn't, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah but, well, lost his mind. Yeah, but you lost look at, his mind. But you look at, like, Roy Wood Jr., Guy's killing it. Killing the best. He, oh, killing he just it. did the presidential dinner. Yes. Correspondence right. dinner. Yes, He's he just, did. Did you warm up the audience for that? <laughs> <laughs> that had to be. It, it's so funny. Roy was just on Jennifer Hudson, a show that I do warm up for. And there's a guy that you're like, I'm so thankful for his success. Right. Because yeah. you see a lot of other people and you're like, eh. But, you know, this guy. Name him. Who's the other people you look oh, at? Oh, come on. Here? I mean, eh. I'm not going to name names. Matt we Rife. know who they are. <laughs> oh, you want to start that? <laughs> come on. I would never. Right. But the, the I would never. The difference between Gary and all these guys is all these guys actually do stand-up comedy. 
<laughs> Listen, I would never come on and mention you know shows that I worked on doing warm up that were horrible because you know I'm not going to mention Doctor Phil and I'll tell you this one. What a thank goodness it's gone. I really had to really warm up a audience for Doctor Phil. I did Doctor Phil. They called me. Uh, 2020, right that that season that it was coming back uh, in this September, pandemic was still in full force, and I had to go in and do uh, warm up TV monitors, TV monitors oh, that no. people watching oh, from all home. the Zoom people, yes. yeah, yes. Oh, later scary. realizing that they were paid, they, that people got paid to sit there and watch these TV <sighs> monitors, and I just remember it being oh a very bad experience. He's just, not a nice guy. Well, yeah, I, you know. I've had experience with Dr. Phil once. Yeah. And you were a guest on his show. I Listen, you can't show. be that no. rich, bald, uh, and successful and be a nice person. <laughs> Just well, not, think, ask my wife. I think the reason that this is true, I think the reason he doesn't get called out, and I'll, I'll be brutal, because he doesn't, he's not saying he's that nice guy. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like That's true. You Never know, he, it. it is what it is, but it's, it's very much, it was not, whenever you walk into a show and you're like, how is it working here? And they're like, it's a gig. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm Enough said. Enough said. Enough said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you go into like Jennifer Hudson, Mass Singer, which I do, it's just a great vibe. I mean, right. everybody there. They want to have a good time. They want to have fun. Everybody's there working hard, but it's a it's a very good gig. People are happy. They they want to work there. It's a it's a. People it's like, like it. there was a difference between working on Cheers and then the Tortellis. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I forgot about that joke. Yeah. It's, I saw a meme the other day that was like, enough with these employers asking us about us and about you know, what we want and what we can bring to the table. It was like, let me walk. Can I walk around your office for like 10 minutes and just ask people what it's like to work here? Maybe I don't want to work here. Like, why am I mm. fighting so hard for a job? Like you said, go up to somebody and go, how's it working here? Mm-hmm, right. It's a gig. Right. Yeah, maybe it's a, I don't want to be here. Maybe, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I think now, especially with audience warm-up gigs in town, there's just not enough of them. I mean, yeah. back in you know before the pandemic, you had eight sitcoms taping in a week. Right. I mean, you had right. all these shows, game shows, talk shows. Now it just if you get a gig, it's incredible. There's just not a lot of shows taping. So I feel very lucky to be working consistently for a daytime show. I mean, you just yeah, you are very lucky. I did a little bit of warm-up way, way, way back, like in my mid twenties. And I was just too young to handle the job. You know, I just didn't know enough about, right. you know, people and life to keep it going. Yeah, I think people think it's an easy you, were, you were the youngest guy at, on like a headlining True. A tour? Yeah, How I, old were you? I was 20 when I started doing stand-up. Whoa. That was 1986. And at that time, seriously, in L.A., there were only a few hundred comedians. And... By the early 90s, like the three youngest headliners on the road were me, Mark Price from Family Ties, and yes. Paulie Shore. Skippy. Skippy. Yeah. I mean, it's really Whoa. true. I was. Uh, there were no 20-year-old people. Is no. Skippy nice behind the scenes, or is he like Dr. Phil? <laughs> By the way, let's just say that I give him I give him emails with no subject line. <laughs> How does that sound? By the way, you know what's going to happen? Doctor Phil is going to come back this fall with like nine sitcoms that he's producing. Oh he no! Has, he only has one warm up that he knows of, so he's looking for somebody to just take the job of eight others. He's like, let me call that Garrett Cannon, and then I just get hosed because of what I said on this show this morning. <laughs> That's right. No one's listening. <laughs> do, do you like the? They're the, listening to Delilah. The hosting better than just doing the doing a segment a stand-up i love yes yes because uh less pressure i mean i love kicking off the show and ramping it up really quick mm-hmm. but i also listen i bet you've been on these shows where like everybody's killing 
right? right? Everybody. And you're like, if you don't kill, you're going to look like the complete jerk off. It's just mm-hmm. so bad. So I'm just yeah. like, I, I get nervous because if everybody's just crushing... But if everybody's doing badly and you go up and you do great, then it's a good thing. But I mean, but you rarely kill. That's the thing. <laughs> so I, I can understand you feeling right this now? way. Yeah, <laughs> with you yeah, yeah, yeah. Just mute her. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> just throw up the logo behind her. <laughs> if everyone's just killing, you get out there and go, "Oh my god, that was great!" Another round of applause, you know. And then come out on stage next and just instantly go to the next yeah. person. You know, like you don't well, want to stop the vibe. We're, the Ice House was that example. That perfect. The, the, it's it, it was uh, bad. The old club was so great that other clubs wouldn't take a tape from the Ice House. Because everybody killed it. Everybody's killing In fact, when you were going to do a late night show, let's say I was going to do a spot on a late night show, the night before, you would go run the set at the Ice House just to get that vibe that, you know, the set's going to kill. Right. You know, is it because the people who go to the ice house, the patrons are just better, better laughers? They're more in, like it's a better place for the better audience. Or racist? No, it's because I know. What is it? No, we've heard they, that before. They, they laugh be- and they're hairy. It's because the real. That's very funny. Because it's a Hispanic crowd. Yeah, right. Why? Because of the taco Armenians. No, the reason Frank the reason, Pasadena baby. The reason the old ice house it was like that was literal down comforter is because it's in the San Gabriel Valley. Okay. okay. It's Pasadena, so it's outside of Los Angeles. So it's literally like working a road room, and they were so grateful right. to have LA entertainers come out there. Okay. You know, it was really like working uh, a road like room. Almost like Ontario, yeah. the Ontario Improv. Which like is always people. great. It's always great. I love yeah. the Ontario Improv. It's, it's so much fun. You live out in Ontario, don't you? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no well, you should. No, it's really, no. really nice. It's absolutely. Let's start doing the show from Ontario, Frank. It sounds like we might kill there. There's space available. It's unbelievable. Well, Gary Cannon and Rich Chassler are with us. They're going to be hosting, I guess, co-hosting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're excited about this because I'm a big dog guy. The Same. Women United for Animal Welfare. Woofa. Yes. Woofa. Woofa. By the way, Heidi, big dog. I don't think you can beat me in the dog loving world. Oh. I, I tell me, because I will tell you this. I, yeah. During the pandemic, mm-hmm. and I'm not joking, this is not an exaggerated story. I, I had, my wife and I had 15 dogs that we were housing during the pandemic. 15 okay, I got dogs. up to seven, so you do seven. beat me. Yeah. And it cost me my marriage. That is the absolute truth, because I would rescue all these dogs. That's all it And took. then go out on the road. And then leave them with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She she had had enough, so it was just you know. So yeah. you're now divorced. Yeah, we're, we're now yeah. <laughs> She's now taking advantage of that Jennifer Hudson. Still have the dogs? No, I, I I'm down to one. The wife took them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down to one dog. What kind of dog do you have? It's a little like poodle. It's that's all I could do because I I moved from this house that I had with this big backyard to this little tiny place now that if I brought in another dog, the guy yeah. would absolutely kill me. So I just I but I will tell you this, which was great news. I took every single dog that I had that I that I couldn't take with me and got them rehoused to new homes. Beautiful. Some are up in Oregon. Some are here. Some are insane. But like, I was so happy that I did that because it feels so good to know that like you gave them a little spot to, yeah. to rest and sort of feel love and feel respect, and then you find them their forever home. There were good. times, no joke, my landlord would need to come over. Now, obviously, my landlord didn't know I had fifteen dogs. So what would happen? <laughs> is I had a few neighbors that knew that I had all these dogs. I had a few. So when my landlord was 
neighbors coming over to look at something, I would bring dogs over to various neighbors and put them in their backyard while we were waiting for the landlord to clear out. So one time my landlord's looking at this backyard tree issue and my dogs hear me. They're in the yard next door and they're barking and screaming. I look at my landlord. I was like, look at these idiots. (laughs) (laughs) I deal with this all hours. The minute my neighbor, the minute my landlord turns the corner, let's go toasty, let's go onyx. Like I brought them all back into the house. <laughs> so great. That's hilarious. It was so great. But I when your landlord them. came over, did you clean up all the poop in the yard, or he think your one dog had a serious problem? Well, well Gary, <laughs> Gary, Gary would just say that's mine. Yeah, because like, you had probably ranges of dog sizes too, right? Yeah, big and small. It was bad because what would happen is Saturday morning the landscapers would come over and they would you know mow out the backyard, but. Friday night, I would go out, and, and I just didn't have time to pick up everything. Oh. So they would come mm. over 7 in the morning, and I would always shoo them off. Like, they had the best gig. They would come over, and then they would probably just go hang out somewhere till they had the next mowing. Yeah. And I would just shoo them off, shoo them off. And finally, my landlord calls me. She's like, why are you letting the landscapers in your backyard? I'm paying for it. And I was like, yeah, I just want to give them a little bit of a break. But the truth was, I just it was stacked up everywhere. Oh, yeah. It was I'm un- just like, go ahead and mow that stuff over. <laughs> <laughs> you let it out in the sun long enough, it turns white and dry. Yeah. And right. It becomes mulch. But you had, you had seven, Heidi, and then what, did yeah. they get adopted, or what happened? Uh, some of them we found <laughs> homes for, but uh, a lot. I was a foster fail, and we lost. We, we she's we an el- the, elder dog. We take in the elderly. Okay. Yeah, the elderly yeah, yeah. medical oh, cases. Oh, that's nice. We take in the elderly medical cases, so we lost six in fifteen months. Wow, it was it was really wow. tough. It's it, well, it's hard. Yeah. I see it all the time. I mean, right. I just I see it's very hard, and that's why this organization Wufa is so great because they not only rescue dogs but they actually travel all over the United States and go to other countries. I want to do this. I want to be I want to help in any way I can. Well, I will get you the information, okay. Heidi, and we'll Great. put you in touch with uh, one of the co-founders, Iris Amario. Perfect. She is an actress. She's been in a million things, but she is a big dog activist and so they started this organization and not only do they rescue dogs, but they travel all over the US and they go to other countries as well. They've been to China and Thailand. Probably the Vietnam, Korean the, yeah, all that, yeah. and they bring medical supplies to places where there's no uh, veterinarian help for dogs, and they they literally give the dogs all the relief that they need, and then oh, they then they beautiful. help them get adopted. I mean, the organization is so incredible, and they've got two big trips coming up. I think they're going to. Um, I want to say Finland in November, and then they've got another trip coming up at the end of this week to a country I'm not allowed to mention. <clears throat> you know, it's a third world country. I'm not allowed to mention it. I'll say it. Palmdale. They're going to Palmdale. <laughs> it's um, one of the worst right. areas. Oh. But, Savagely yeah. ruined. But they travel. Oh, with Delane Caster. Know, exactly. <laughs> they travel with medical supplies. They bring them into the country. And they really they really give these animals what oh. they need. Because I love it. You know, I, I'll be there. I'll support however I can. I'll, know, I'll post. Yeah. I'll donate. They also are about spay and neuters to keep the animal population in check so there's not four billion homeless animals and uh i just rescued a little guy his name's nelson he's a three pound little yorkie that was in a a horrible situation puppy mill and i brought him in here to the show and um he still had his testicles 
And all the all the guys saw more than you, aspects. Gary. He was, he, he was a three pound. He's a three pound dog, and he's about a, a what would you say, Frank? A pound of balls, pound of nuts. Oh wow! And they oh, couldn't wow. believe I was getting rid of them. They're like, you can't get rid of them. Look, they're magnificent. It was epic. I mean, I'm a little Yorkie. You yeah, should have called them planters. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so anyway, so we're doing this benefit tonight at the Improv to help raise money for yeah. Wufa so That's they can wonderful. continue to supply these services to animals that are in need. Yeah, and, it's big. And we've had Alonzo Bowden on the show before. He's, He's going to be great. Alonzo's oh great. Oh my God, he makes you laugh till it hurts. Yeah, Alonzo's fantastic. And we just got Ismo on the show, the Finnish comic, who's oh, yeah. just fantastic. He sells out everywhere. Yeah, he's. And, it, it's so funny. Uh, the thing that we notice uh, again, this is such a great group. But I mean, for me, Heidi, especially being this dog lover, you know this. We could save so many more dogs if we had fosters. That's, that's the big thing, right? And I've seen this so many times where people will tell me, "If you need somebody, I'll jump in. Let me know. Let me know." And then they're nowhere to be found. It's like just don't offer. I mean, I just true. We could save so many. And a lot of times, if, and Frank knows his family is fostered. Spot. Like, do you hate dogs? Will you be a foster? Like, yeah, sure. Right. Right. Don't want to do it. Yeah. We'll just and say that just then. Just, <laughs> just, 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 just say that then. Well, you know? Exactly. I know, I know you We're should. trying to save well, animals I've fostered, fostered dogs before. Yeah, I only have. fostered uh, full-blood dogs. Really? Yeah. I, no, no strays. No. <laughs> no <laughs> I want full no blood from Petco. I foster only dogs with papers. <laughs> no Where's the papers? Um, so this and sometimes, is, you know, it's just for a weekend. Sometimes the, the dog just needs need. a family because it's going somewhere else on Monday, but we just need you for the weekend. That's the hardest part, though. If you're going to, and I've done this before because mm -hmm. I absolutely love dogs, I love animals, and I have done the weekend interim thing. Mm -hmm. And when Monday or Tuesday rolls around where they got to come pick the dog it's up, hard. I don't want to let the dog go. Oh, right. That's my favorite day. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, because I know that if I'm the I think fostering is great because then you get a different dog like maybe a week or on the weekends sure. where it's like you take it's, it's a different dog and so you're helping multiple dogs out Typical and you get to experience different breeds of dog it's like oh look at this you got a little Yorkie you got a big dog yeah, I mean it, it's it's somewhat enjoyable See, I think that would be better to do with like foster kids there you go yeah. keep them for a couple of days yeah. get them out <laughs> we had a 7 year old girl for a while and then we yeah. got a 12 year old boy and clean the yeah. house then leave <laughs> so that's tonight at yes. the uh, improv improv.com 7 o'clock and we're, there's uh, there if you if you come to the show tonight and if we can give a few away we'd be happy to sure, uh, there is a uh, there's a champagne brunch or a champagne Ooh. cocktail hour it starts at six o'clock. You get champ not just one glass, but we're supplying a pretty fair amount of champagne. Good champagne, not Andre. And, uh, <laughs> Thank you. And, but no, the good stuff. And uh, you get champagne with your ticket. And there's a red carpet with a step and repeat and a photographer. And you know, oh, you that get, might have to come out tonight. Get your getty pictures taken. Too, yeah, so, yeah, I might have to come out and you, see the show. You absolutely should. It's first of all, you can see the comedians that are on there. It's going to be fantastic. By the way, speaking of wives, Frank is looking to take in foster wives. He would like he gives them an opportunity to try <laughs> yeah. out. Keep them for ones. the weekend and then boot them on Monday. Get a show on TLC, Foster Wives. <laughs> <laughs> that was I, when Steve came into the studio. He asked you about American Chopper. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all my. Yeah. I'm such a bum. <laughs>
sixties. You're gonna get a no subject email here. <laughs> oh my god. We're just we're excited about it. I just listen, I, I love love dogs more than people. I mean, honestly. I, right. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And I there's so many I'm on all these lists and shelters and like I just there's days I just can't take it. I just I so this is kind of one step in the many steps of getting the word out there and helping this great group that right. came to us and said, You guys are awesome us. for doing that. So we're excited about it tonight. We just want to yeah. get a big crowd and so Hollywood Improv tonight. Still that place. Six o'clock champagne cocktails. Six o'clock champagne cocktails. Seven o'clock show. Uh, Improv.com for your tickets. And if you want more information about the organization, WUFA is uh, W U F A W dot org. Correct. And and if you can't come to the show tonight, but you really do care about the you know the the animals, you can go to WUFA.org front page. There's a blue donate button. You can donate money to the organization. Just it's it it's it's the thing to do. And go, make sure you go to wufa.org because wufa.com, that's an adult. Right, that's, yeah. you don't want to go yeah. there. It's a lot like of, of fetish. Wufa. Ugly, ugly. Wufa. <laughs> I'm on there now, wufa.org. <laughs> Women United for Animal Welfare, fix, vaccinate, love, donate. Now you make it really easy. I hit that. I'm going to donate. Richard, it says you've toured extensively, nice. performing in 49 out of 50 states. What state do you hate? Uh, oh, man. <laughs> 49 out of 50. What states don't I hate? I mean, you figure you gotta, you got to make the you know the gauntlet. Why, the, why one state you're leaving out? I, I just never performed in South Dakota. That's huh, the truth. I've really? worked, I've worked all f- almost all 50 states, Alaska, Hawaii, the entire continental U.S., with the exception of South Dakota. <laughs> and I think it's because I spent five years on the road with Mitch Hedberg, and he just never wanted to go there. No, I really don't know. I just never, I never <laughs> got there. state you've never been to? That's I mean, the only state I've never performed in. Why would in. you go just to do it and cross it off the bucket list 50 for 50? Well, because you got to work for a really crappy booker, and I just don't want to yeah, do yeah, the yeah. guy's I work. mean, it's obviously sensitive. It made it into your bio. He's been in 49 <laughs> or 50 states. Like, you're pissed I got to get Dakota. one! It's like, <laughs> invite me! I got to get one! We'll try, to, we'll try to get you on in South Dakota sometime. Yeah, let's yeah, do, yeah. We have, I mean, we let's will. do a Kayla West event in South Dakota. We'll broadcast live from the Chuckle yeah. Hut there in, uh, in what, yeah, South Dakota, they, name a city. They really love Angelinos uh, in Dakota. I don't even know. No, South. Uh, da- well, maybe that's why South Dakota. Hmm. What's a city in South Dakota? Uh, Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls. Is, it, is that one? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love Where it. are the heads in the in the uh, in the mountain? Where's that? Mount Rushmore. That's, that's Mount Rushmore. That, is that South Dakota? That is South Dakota. Yeah. It is really. Yes, it is. And is that Sioux Falls? No, Frank. That's, that's Mount Rushmore, no. South Dakota. The, the, <laughs> the Black Hills. We're yeah. overthinking it. <laughs> All right. That's uh, tonight. Improv.com. We would love it if you came out. We would absolutely love it. And we would love it if the listeners actually want to go have some champagne. Yeah. Grab a ticket. You can do it at uh, improv.com, hollywoodimprov.com. How many sets of tickets are you giving me to give away? Uh, well, you tell me. Do, you want to do five sets of tickets? Ten yeah, people? two each. All right. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Do, uh, f- How about five 75 pairs? two packs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Let's just pad the whole room. <laughs> we'll, we'll call back. Right. We're going to do a live euthanasia on stage with Richard. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, we're going to let you see how the dogs suffer. Yeah, we're going to put Richard out. We're going to pull out the sock that he swallowed. Oh, oh we got it all covered. <laughs> all right, if you want to go tonight, yeah, we give would us a call. love it. We would love it. Eight one eight nine five five two nine five five, and the first five to get through get a pair of tickets to go tonight. Come to for the, the champagne. Improv. You don't have to stay for the show. Yeah, yeah just come, 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 come for the champagne and the step and repeat. Get your picture taken by <laughs> a Getty photographer and go home. It's all about yeah. Instagram, Instagram, baby. Thank you so much for coming, thank you, guys. Thank you, Thank you, Heidi. Heidi, thank you, Frank. Thank you for having us. No problem.